Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashland Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Happy Tuesday morning, Jaguars Drive Time coming live from everyone else's houses. We have a bit of a change of scenery here, change of scenery with John, Rolling Stones, poster behind, dog, right shoulder, dog, dog. dog. there we go, crazy, that is April 14th, one, crazy that in a little more than a week is the NFL draft, and we were talking before the show, guys, it almost at times, so like it's taken so long to get here, but when you say it's a week away, it's like, wow, that came fast. I just think the pace of life has slowed down for so many of us that it doesn't, this doesn't feel like the longest part of the wait. I mean, normally, as we're going through the process of um, player visits, of uh, pro days, I mean, it just, it, it's a slog to get to the end of April. But right now, the rest of life has become a slog. This doesn't seem to be the focus of it anymore. Yeah, you guys going through what I'm going through, I feel like the weeks are going by in a blink. And yet my wife and I were talking this weekend at the same time, it feels like they're dragging. It feels like we're in this weird time. And I almost feel like the draft is the same way. I've been writing stories on it. Brian and I have been analyzing it in text version online. And because there's no interaction with anybody else, it all sort of runs together. And yet here we are eight or nine days away to the point where now we got to start uh, planning this thing, talking to them, how, how we're going to cover it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's upon us. And I'm sure, you know, the Jaguars personnel people are sort of going through the same thing, although I think they'll be ready for various reasons. I think a good way to say is it feels like every day is Saturday. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Last four weeks, every day is Saturday. Except when you have to work all day, because then it doesn't, which we've been grinding. Right, boys? That's right. That's right. All right, so this week we really only have one big thing because we figured anything else we talk about, this topic's going to trump it. During last week's show, we didn't know what the NFL's decision was going to be about the draft. After the show, we found out everything is completely virtual. There's no war room. There's no small groups together. Scouts are separate. Dave Codwell's separate. Doug Marone is separate. Everyone's drafting from their own home. Have to really rely on technology. As of right now, we know that IT installed four computer these screens, speaker phones, and Doug Ronan and Dave Codwell's house. And I can't help but think when we were talking about this show, how is that gonna work? When you're so used to being together in a group in a war room, one room, one phone, now you have to rely on everything else. I mean, I would think it's gonna have to take practice rounds twenty of them. Here's my idea to make this thing really interesting, okay? Make the GMs all set up their own technology for this thing and then have a GoPro in there and watch the highlights, watch stuff get thrown around the rooms, watch stuff, you know, and whoever's the best at IT, if your stuff messes up, you go on to the next pick, you'll lose it. Now that would be a draft. <laughs> Looking for drama, right? I mean, reasons right. to watch. That is real life TV. Have a time yeah, lapse like of calls. <laughs> John? safe to say that we're pretty sure Dave Cobble and Doug Ronan scouting are not setting up their own Wi-Fi. If so, they might be in trouble. Props to the Jaguars IT people because they are working very hard to make sure this goes perfectly. Well, I think and on a serious note, Brian, I'm sorry. Um, there's no question in, in a common year, they go through all sorts of mock drafts, mock draft scenarios. They spend weeks after their draft board is set 
figuring out the logistics of the draft in terms of how they think guys will come off the board. I'm sure they will still do that, Brian. But at the same time, I've got to think there's going to be a couple of days that is dedicated to making sure this Zoom technology works, making sure, okay, with a minute before the pick or 20 minutes before the pick, we're on the clock with this group of people talking. Then I'm talking to Doug. Then I'm talking to this. They will have a system in place, I'm sure. I just think by the time they get to it, I don't think logistically is going to be near the headache as some people are worrying about. Well, the number of trades is going to be interesting because the, yeah. the ability to communicate back and forth. I mean, you see all the mock drafts now as we're getting to the end of mock draft season. Everyone's mixing trades in and their ideas for value and who goes where. I mean, at some point, that could become nullified by technology. I think if I'm doing this and, and I'm the general manager, I have a separate mock draft where it's just me and the coach, right? None of the scouts, no one else. Just assuming everything breaks down. Who are the players that we want? I have my own sideboard over here with the players that I really want. And I work with Doug and I say, all right, Doug, it's just you and me. We can't have everyone else. I'm going to trust the grades that my team put together. Who do you want? And it's just going to be that. I mean, I, at some point you have to plan for everything breaking down and it just being the general manager or just being the coach and either one of them being able to execute. And remember, a lot of what happens during the draft, 90%, happens when teams aren't on the clock. So there's going to be, you know, the Jaguars have a lot of picks, so their time off the clock is a little cramped at times. But mm-hmm. it's not as if they're going to be trying to discuss, and all of a sudden they get done with their fourth-round pick, and they've got an hour and a half before their uh, fifth-round pick. And at that point, they'll all be on Zoom with the scouts. Hey, we like these guys. We like these guys. Here's our list of 15 guys. They'll watch them come off the board. Um, I think that time between picks my guess is trades there may not be a lot of people talking trade when their five minutes are on the clock in the fifth round but they'll have talked trade scenarios in the hour and 20 minutes between their pick yeah interesting that ian rapaport just tweeted about an hour ago right before we started filming this live show that they're going to have a separate phone line all gms will have the same phone number specific for trade so you really only call that one phone line unless it's specific to a trade. And he also tweeted out, we have the tweet up right now, that they're going to do a practice mock draft Zoom with all GMs next week. So all 32 GMs will be on a Zoom call, and they will do a practice virtual mock draft. What if you're the one guy who screws up and, like, gives away your pick? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You're telling me you're picking? Oh, man, I thought this was real. <laughs> I just think that in the end, they're going to have to go slow with this. I mean, 10 minutes is 10 minutes, but they're going to have to go, wait, hold on. They're going to have to work at it. In other words, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to listen to one another, and then they're going to have to be able to say, you know what, hold on. Their pick was on the way. We're having trouble with the computer over here. I think all the viewers will be understanding of any technical glitches, and so I think they should be real and not try to make it seem like, you know, the duck, right, paddling like hell under the water to stay afloat and look calm. If there's a little bit of trouble, there's a little bit of trouble. I don't, I don't think that's wrong for the broadcast. Yeah, and it's not only just the draft. Doug Murray was telling us last week how much this whole process has changed now. It's almost like back in his days in Syracuse with the really strict NCAA rules. As of right now, they can only interview three people during the week. It's on FaceTime. He said it's almost – it's difficult because in a live interview in person, you get the body language feel. On the phone, it's just not the same thing. So it really stresses how important the NFL Combine interviews are. They had 45 of those. Those interviews now are crucial because that's really what you're banking off of right now. 
it also stresses the relationship that you have with your individual area scouts. You really, at some point, you really have to trust them. Not up high. Everybody's going to understand who belongs, you know, in the first 60 or 100 picks. But when you start getting into the fourth round where you've got three picks and those guys are going to be leaned on to be starters this year, then when you say, look, we like this guy from LSU or this guy from Nebraska, whoever the scout is that did all the work on that player, that watched him on Dave Caldwell and every other general manager is going to have to trust his scouting staff and trust that they did the work. And even beyond that, Brian, beyond the on the field element of that, that's where you really have to rely on the area scout to tell you, hey, is this guy a good guy or not? What Mm -hmm. have you heard from coaches? What have you heard from other people around the program? These scouts are tied in on that level. Um, The GM, in a lot of cases, will not have had that opportunity or the head coach to sit across to have lunch with the guy up on, on the second floor like we see all the time. They won't have that opportunity. So it'll be more up to the scout where Dave calls the scout from Iowa and says, hey, we're getting ready to draft this kid. What do you hear about him? Does he love ball? Does he, you know, all those things that you would like a comfort level from a conversation, that's going to be where those guys really earn their money. And that's okay because those guys are tied into their school like nobody else is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk much more about this on next Tuesday's show right before the draft. Very interesting to see how this is going to play out when we come back. Some mock draft tracking right here on Jaguars Drive Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity pinpoint the official signage partner of the jacksonville jaguars helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand your company's identification advertising and even the words you use make an impression on your clients with pinpoint as your coach you can make sure it's a good impression pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand from custom signage to complete marketing solutions step up your game with pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients Visit experiencepinpoint.com. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dick's Wings and Grill delivers comfort right to your home by offering carryout and delivery. Order any of your favorite wings and sauces or enjoy their burgers, wraps, and salads. Bring it on home with three convenient order options. Call your favorite location, order online at dickswingsandgrill.com or by using your favorite delivery app. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for more details. Delivery service subject to location availability. All 
dailies and dailies dash locations are open and operating under normal hours. Pick up a fresh made-to-go sub or sandwich from dailies dash today. We're back, Jags drive time one week away from the NFL draft, and we have been looking at mock drafts since January, and it is crazy to see how much it has changed. And guys, I was looking the other day, and it started, everyone kind of thought everyone was going to take Derek Brown at the Jaguars at nine, but now everyone has different opinions, and you see how much it changes. There's one unanimous option, and right after the combine, everyone goes completely different directions. Well, John, I wrote in our uh, quick thoughts last week, I thought the, the Jaguars were the most difficult team to, to be able to say, I know exactly what they're going to do. Because they're sitting at nine with a coach and a general manager that everyone assumes are under the win or you get fired, right? Win now. And yet the moves they've made, trading A.J. Boye, Calais Campbell, are all moves made with the long view in mind. So trying to figure out what the Jaguars are going to do at number nine, I mean, anybody that tells you that they know, you know they're just guessing. Because Dave Caldwell, if you recall, what, and you don't recall because you weren't here at that point, in 2014, everybody had Khalil Mack and Sammy Watkins as the Jaguars' obvious choices. They needed pass rusher. They needed wide receiver. And out of the blue, he chose Blake Bortles. And he said at that time, John, and I know you remember this because you were sitting next to me, I didn't even tell my wife. He didn't even clue in the owner and the coach until the day before at draft. He kept it way under wraps. So no one knows what Dave is going to do. Anything is possible. And I think that's what the selections in the mock drafts that you chose indicate. Yeah. And I get a lot of emails from people uh, complaining, sort of pre-complaining, if you will. Well, how could they keep Dave Caldwell? Because he's going to make picks to win now. And he's going to make picks to. And my response has been, well, he hasn't acted like that the entire offseason yet. Yeah. So what makes you think he's going to act like that during the draft? So far, he has acted like a GM that anybody who wants the future of this franchise to be bright, who wants him to be laying down a foundation, that's how he's drafted. And I think people forget that a lot of times your board dictates what you do. Meaning at number nine, uh, I don't think that they're going to lean toward taking left tackle, for example. But if the left tackle on the board is so otherworldly good and better than the rest, then I could certainly see them doing that. So I think as much as people want to say, well, here's what Dave's going to do, some of it will depend on what's off the board beforehand. And much like last year, Brian, nobody had them taking Josh Allen because they think he'd slip. But that wasn't a need pick. That was a value future pick. So I don't worry about that with Dave. Well, and I have to tell you, I was doing a radio show from somewhere on the West Coast, standing in the studio one morning in February, and I and I was explaining that very point. I I don't want this team to lose the long view, even though they're keeping the they've had. And he stuck his head in and said, and I thought, okay. I mean, he was telling me. I'm not losing the long view on this thing, even though everyone else thinks my job is in jeopardy this year if I don't win this year. I kind of like that approach. I, it, it, it was brash of him to stick his head in there and say it, and I really appreciated it. I liked it. Love that. Always walking down the hallway, you never know who's listening, Brian. Well, it, you don't. And, but the other thing is, is that I think Dave understands that good general managers always have the macro view, right? Yeah. 
The micro is the coach. The coach has to think day to day, game to game, practice to practice even. But good general managers stay in their position because they're always looking at Josh Allen. They could have taken TJ Hawkinson. It would have fit need. He was a good player. But man, he's a premium position player. If you pass on that, it will make you look silly. You can't do that. Always get the best available player. They've got the long view in mind. We don't know what Shad Khan told Doug or Dave, but so far it appears if everyone's on the same page that they're thinking about the present and the future. Never take your eye off the long view. Not in this game. Nope, absolutely. All right, let's look at four trusted draft analysts, their current mock draft. Daniel Jeremiah, Makai Becton, a few people picking him to go to the Jaguars at nine. Todd McShay, Justin Herbert, interesting there. Mel Kuyper from ESPN, Javon Kinlaw, kind of what most people are saying the past few months. And finally, Bucky Brooks, our friend Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. And I want to start with Daniel Jeremiah because he was saying, I was reading his Twitter comments about Makai Becton. He said, along with him and Quentin Nelson, they are the best run game options since he has started in 2003. Well, if you're telling me that Becton is Quentin Nelson, that sign me up. That. Yeah. I, and I, know I you're love to watch Quentin Nelson play like I used to love watching Tony Baselli play. And who says, well, I love watching this center or this left tackle or this right guard play. No one does, because you're talking about a game built on quarterbacks and receivers and pass rushers and corners. If Becton is that kind of player, and I've seen a little bit of tape on him, if he's that kind of guy, I'm happy with that pick. Yeah, he makes sense. I've I've said since January when I spoke to Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone's echoed it, I don't think they dislike the current offensive line the way a lot of fans do. So I don't think offensive line is something they feel pressured to take. But if Derek Brown's off the board, if Akuda's off the board, if if guys they like are off the board and Becton falls to them, and I think most people think that would be a fall, then mm-hmm. that feels to me like Josh Allen, except on the offensive tackle. Meaning a guy who slips and you can't afford to pass him up. Premium position. Left tackle is one of the five. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it ends up being where Becton and Javon Kinlaw are both there as an option. Which one do you take? Because we've seen both sides there. And they definitely, at least in free agency, have focused more on defense. So then does that change going into the draft? I said from the very beginning that if you took the best big guy on offense and the best big guy on defense, what would be wrong with that? I mean, neither the offense or the defensive line is so overpoweringly good that you couldn't afford to get better. So if it's Kinlaw or if it's Becton or if it were both at 9 and 20, hey, I'm in. Big guys are where the game is won and lost up front. It feels like the tougher call would be if it was Becton and Brown. Most people have Kinlaw a little below Brown. If it's Becton and Derek Brown, then you – it feels like you're talking about two like-rated players, whereas Kinlaw is a touch below. I think you would take Becton over Kinlaw. That's just a guess. Well, that's where the scenario that you're describing, where you have Becton and Brown, that's where, where talent, where grade and need meet, mm-hmm. where best available player, if they're both really similar, then you get to choose You know, the guy who helps you immediately. Now, the curveball here. And I go back to last year when they were talking about wide receiver class. And they kept saying all offseason, Doug and Dave said, you know, we like the way our wide receivers are. That's been the same message this offseason with offensive line. So I can't help but think a Jerry Judy, one of those big, prominent, pass-catching wide receivers is there at nine. 
I could see them taking that as well because they really have said good things about the offensive line this offseason. Yeah. Maybe, Brian, I'm just so locked in to them needing defensive tackle, them needing to improve the defense, that it's hard for me to see a receiver at nine when there's so many in this draft. As soon as I say that, and I've said that often in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I think back to Doug Marone a couple of weeks back talking about needing skill guys, needing skill guys. And this team needs to figure out how to make big plays and how to get touchdowns. So I wouldn't necessarily lean toward Judy or the best wide receiver at nine, but there's something in the back of my mind that keeps on thinking about how these guys are talking that agrees with Schlen. And I wouldn't be as stunned with a receiver in the top 10 as I normally would be. Well, look, um, I'll go back to Dave Caldwell and Blake Bortles in 2014. None of us saw it coming. So right. I would be surprised to see it coming now. The other thing I can't get away from when it comes to receiver in the first round, even though it's a deep draft for them, is that if they're all in on Gardner Minshew, if they really truly want him to win the job and to be the man, you've got to give him more weapons. And a Jerry Judy would immediately make Minshew a better quarterback. Or Yeah, and one thing they say about this class of receivers is it's a deep class, but it's not loaded with special. It's not loaded with Calvin Johnson types, which no draft is. And they say there's not even really that level of guy, but there is a school of thought. If you love a guy, if you think he's special, don't wait in the second round and just get a guy that you like. So I'm with you, Brian. This is as hard a first round to predict as as I can imagine with Dave Caldwell, because I don't think he's tipped his hand at all. And it wouldn't shock me if he picked somebody that we're not even talking about today. I read Peter King's column this morning. I bet you did, too, where he, he alluded that a friend of Dave Caldwell's told him they're not leaning towards quarterback in the first round. And I laughed out loud. Hey, Peter King is a person of great esteem. He has great sources. But he has forgotten that Dave doesn't tell anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Friends of Dave don't even necessarily know what he's doing. All right. Well, that is our mock draft tracker. Next week, right before the draft, we're going to make our own mock drafts. You're going to want to tune in for that because we have so many sources. We know so much. Top 10 picks. We got them next week. When we come back, we visit the Ozone Mailbag right here on Jaguars Drive Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity you can step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields whatever you're driving you can step up to luxury now plus get our fields amenities which include complimentary loaners car washes and our cafes make this your year to step up to luxury at fields cadillac mercedes-benz porsche land rover jaguar and lexus when it comes to the ultimate car buying experience there's only one name that matters fields and fields matters because you matter The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. 
an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. At Forever Vets Animal Hospital, they combine the highest quality pet care with extraordinary compassion, specializing in a variety of veterinary services at affordable prices. As an essential business, they're open seven days a week and offer curbside service. First responders, senior citizens, and the military will receive a 10% discount during the COVID-19 pandemic. To schedule an appointment at one of their eight locations on the First Coast, visit ForeverVets.com. Forever Vets Animal Hospital, keeping your pets healthy and happy forever. Mellow Mushroom is open for delivery in curbside pickup orders. They are currently offering free delivery or 10% off pickup orders. Visit the Mellow Mushroom website or mobile app to place your order today. We're back, Jags drive time, no surprise. We are still talking about Unique and Gakwe in the Ozone mailbag. The Ozone. We go all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, Manny. How likely do you believe the Jaguars would pursue Davian Clowney if the right offer comes for defensive end Yannick Ngakwe? He's predicting high second and a third. Yeah, and uh, I get so many questions about Yannick, obviously, that they all sort of run together. I don't think they pursue Clowney for a number of reasons. A, because the timing's too difficult to work out on that. I, and I don't think they are trying to trade Ngakwe. I don't think they would trade him for a second-round pick. You know, their inclination is not to trade him. They want him playing here, and uh, I just don't see—I don't see Clowney as an option. And I, I'm just not sure. When people talk to me about what would they take, what are they trying to get? It's a matter of somebody's got to blow them out of the water for it. Because I don't get the idea, Brian, that they are actively making calls trying to make something happen. So for them to take something isn't really the thing. It would, it would have to be a, wow, we can't, we would be negligent if we didn't do this. It would take that kind of a deal. I had someone say to me that the reason that Ngakwe has been so forward in his social media and in the interview on ESPN last week is he's trying to create a market. He's trying to create the sort of momentum that he's the next big linchpin in terms of guys getting traded because from people that I talk to, they don't hear anything about where he's going or teams that are interested in him. They think that that's the player and the player agent wisely on their part trying to create a marketplace for them. I, I, I would say no interest in Clowney whatsoever. And I say that as a I'm a big fan of Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm. I remember two years ago when he and J.J. Uh, Watt were both healthy in 2018 how destructive he was in the middle of the field. I mean, you just couldn't stop the guy. He didn't come down with a ton of sacks. In fact, he's only ever had, I think his, his career best in a single season is nine, nine and a half, something like that. Um, he's not the edge rusher than Gakwe is, but he's so big, strong, long, I mean, really long arms. He makes things happen all over the field. Would love to have a player like that, but that feels like a win now. And Clowney has mm-hmm. said he only wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to compete for a championship now. Um, which is why I don't think he's shown a lot of interest in Cleveland. Uh, and that thing came up last week. So I don't know that it would fit on either side for Jadavian Clowney to be the guy. I kind of get why you're asking, because you see the 17, 18 million that would be vacated by Ngakwe's franchise tag and think, well, that's what Clowney reportedly is now willing to take. But 
I don't think it fits. Yeah, I just I haven't gotten a sense that the market's out there to, for somebody to give up a one and to give up the twenty million dollar market setting money. I just think people look at that and say, "Boy, that tag's too high." Uh, it's just too much. I've never thought. I've never thought he was going to garner you a one. I, I just didn't see it. Maybe the two in the D Ford scenario, but especially a player as vocal and and emotional as Ngakwe has been on this issue has removed some of the leverage that the Jaguars had because teams think, you know, they're going to have to give something up. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not, I mean, that's up to Mr. You know, Mr. Khan and, and Dave and that, but I just never thought that they were going to get a one. I, th- I saw the D Ford or even the Clowney thing as being more likely for them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Mike. Gardner Minshew, a Blake Bortles level we got right here. Is Gardner Minshew doing all off-season training like Blake Bortles did, or is he just flying with the Thunderbirds and making himself the Jaguar King? Seems like he's spending all his time marketing himself. Uh, Mike, I disagree. If you've been watching Instagram and social media, that guy's working hard for sure. Yeah, I don't worry about that with Gardner Minshew. He posts on Instagram, and he knows how to do the social thing for impact. He knows what his brand is. He knows his shtick. But, you know, posting one Instagram yourself with a tiger does not prevent you from working. If I worry about anything with Gardner, it's not his ability to work. There is a bit of, I think there's a perception sometimes that because he's such a fun guy, I think people who aren't paying attention to him might have the feeling that this reader does of, well, he's just out, he's having a good time. Brian, everything I've heard is that if he fails as a quarterback, it won't be because of his approach off the field. Well, he has a longtime quarterback coach, much like Bortles did. Bortles went to San Diego to work. He goes down to South Florida and works out with Tim McCauley, who I heard an interview on a podcast with last year after they grabbed him, uh, and then after he got into the lineup. And uh, McCauley talked about his intellect, about his work ethic. I don't think there's any question that he's out there working. Um, With respect to fun, Ken Stabler was fun, and Ken Stabler is a Hall of Fame quarterback. So if it works for Ken Stabler to be fun, or it worked, I should say, for him to be fun, I have no problem with with Gardner putting stuff on Instagram. It, as you said, it's fun. It's why people like him so much. Uh, all I hear and, and, and read is that he's down in South Florida working with his guy. And by the way, he's had him since he was in college. I think he carried mm-hmm. him two or three of the schools that he went to. So he's had a longtime relationship with that quarterback's coach down in Naples. Yeah, worry not on that front worry not yeah actually i follow that quarterback coach on social media and he posts daily videos of gardner flipping tires doing all these crazy workout drills now that the gym is closed so uh definitely working hard but i do agree with you there i feel like the perception at times if you don't know gardner you could see that how that could be taken lightly but i think what's a little week was dave codwell saying he has the opportunity to take advantage of this and we all know he's going to take advantage of this opportunity right now he's the number one guy go get it the RV, you know, the, the Thunderbirds, the whole nine yards. I mean, he, he plays to it. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're working, what is the old saying? Work hard, play hard? Right. Seems like- I know we're short on time, but it's always, it's always been interesting to me. Whenever Doug Marone talks about Minshew, he acknowledges the outside stuff. But you almost get the idea that if, if you only know Gardner inside the building, and Doug's a guy who's only paying attention to what's going on inside the building, all the periphery stuff, Doug barely knows that's happening. But everything that he sees from Gardner when he's inside Everbank Field or uh, T.I. Bank Field, when he's inside those walls, uh, I don't even think the outside stuff is an issue. I think they love how this kid approaches the game. 
absolutely. All right, when we come back, a short little question that is going to stump you guys about coronavirus. Mm. Coming up on Jags Drive Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity this is joe adib ceo and owner of bono's just reminding you that we are open for takeout and delivery one way that you can support us and our hard-working employees is to purchase a gift card online or at any of our area locations you have supported our locally owned family businesses for decades and we need your support now more than ever be safe and god bless at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Some things make a house your home. Like clean, fresh sheets that make a bed with the soothing scent of fabric softener your thing. When drying clothes with natural gas, you get faster, gentler drying times, save money, and earn a rebate up to $150. Your home. Our safe, reliable, efficient energy. Love natural gas. Find rebate details at peoplesgas.com. The Jaguars are thinking about our fans during these unprecedented times in our lives. Stay informed by following at JaxReady and at Healthy Florida or visit JaxReady.com slash virus. We're back for just a short moment on Jaguars drive time. And we were talking about the changes we have made in our lives, fellas. And I pose this question because I just filled up my car with gas to come down to South Florida, be with my dad for a few days. I drive a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And it cost me $32 to fill it up, which is unheard of. So when is the last time you filled your car up with gas? It's been three weeks for me. And I have a, uh, a diesel Ford F-250. And I haul my boys around all the time. Scouts, sports, that kind of stuff. I have twice a week. Uh, and I haven't, I've, I've not filled it in three weeks now. And I think the last time I filled it, it cost me $46. Yeah, That's I live a few miles side from the stadium, so I I can't remember the last time I filled up. I I think it was late February. <laughs> um, I I do know I filled up my son's car, who uh, who stays with us, and it usually costs thirty five bucks to fill that up, and it was sixteen dollars. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't, I can't frankly imagine a scenario where I, where I ever fill up the car with gas again. I can remember driving to the stadium. <laughs> I can remember driving to the stadium in 1995, back when it was still under construction, and stopping for 96 cents a gallon gas, and thinking then, 96 cents, my God, how much cheaper can it get? We're not all that far from that. No. It's amazing. Now, if only I could stop online shopping, 
I'd be saving a lot of money these days. You might want to get a hold of that habit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's online shopping? (laughs) There's no way John online shops. No way. All right. That is our show this Tuesday morning, April 14th. Tune in next week. All kinds of stuff going on preparing for the NFL draft. We will see you then.